It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. PSENG, we make things work for you. And brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Visit mbusa.com. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you as we are recapping the Giants' 1917 victory over the Bengals. Giants get their third straight win. They now improve to 4-7, and seven, pull into a tie for the time being with the Washington football team atop the NFC East standing. Of course, Philadelphia hosts Seattle on Monday Night Football. If the Eagles win, they'll reclaim first place. But the Giants get their first three-game winning streak since 2016 when they put together six straight victories. They get their first-ever win in Cincinnati, and also they claim their 700th win as a franchise, joining the Bears and the Packers as the only franchises in NFL history to reach that 700 plateau. Bob, this wasn't necessarily an easy game. This wasn't necessarily a pretty game, but the defense put its stamp down late when it needed it the most in terms of the takeaways and the ability to make up for some of the special teams mishaps here down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, you're going against a quarterback that's not good in Brandon Allen, and, uh, you know, you force him into some mistakes. He could have been picked several times. He, you know, the Giants wound up getting the interception off the deflection, and, uh, you, you get some pressure on him. You could see that he was harried and, and under duress when, and he panicked. Uh, and then he coughed the football up. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not often, Carl, that uh, a Joe Judge football team that we've seen this year, at least through the first 11 games of his tenure as a head coach, the Giants don't normally lose on special teams, but they lost today on special teams in the sense that, you know, you uh, give up a kickoff return for a touchdown against a, 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 a team that has no confidence in their quarterback to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, you allow a fake punt that gets them a first down. And then a bunch of missed tackles that set the Bengals up with 57 seconds to go in the game. First and 10 at midfield, needing only a field goal to not tie you, but to beat you. To beat you. And, you know, I, if I had to grade this, this special teams unit, just given uh, – the standard that they've set, this is an F. This is an F performance. There's just no way about it because when your defense shows up and plays the way they do and your offense was efficient for the most part, the only weak link is your special teams today, and that's what kept Cincinnati in the football game. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, the other thing that that helped Cincinnati's cause today to stay in the game was, you know, in a 7-7 game, Daniel Jones has got a nice drive going. He hits Evan Ingram on a pass play for 20 yards over the middle, and it should be first and 10 at the 15-yard line. Instead, Ingram fumbles it. Now, Ingram made a spectacular catch down the left sideline, Carl, for 44 yards. Uh, He had a 53-yarder on a third down play earlier. Winds up having the third career 100-yard game of his career. Uh, So he was more of a positive yeah, I mean, than a negative. He's, he mitigated the mistake. Obviously, you want him to be as flawless as possible. But listen, he was a contributor to why this team was productive on offense. So I'm not going to knock him uh, for the fumble. Obviously, ball security is important, but his contributions to this offense were major. Yeah, and uh, Wayne Gallman uh, for the fifth consecutive game, a rushing touchdown. He's got... Six rushing touchdowns now on the season, and he has a career-high 94 yards. Uh, was not able to crack the ceiling of 100, but 
you know, they got enough out of their run game in this football game to keep them balanced, a net of 142 yards rushing. Lance, you got some calls you want to get to? We'll do, but I want to piggyback off of your most recent point because that does bring us to the Giants' power report brought to you by PSE&G, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. As Bob mentioned, 142 yards on the ground off of the 42 carries, so that makes it six straight games in which the Giants have surpassed the century mark on the ground with Wayne Goldman, of course, doing the heavy lifting, 24 carries, 94 yards. And the touchdown, which was off of the Giants' first possession. 877-337-6666 is the telephone number. Let's head to the phone lines. We check in with Doug in Rochester. Doug, welcome aboard. What do you got for us? Hey, last Hey, I'm Kyle, Bob. Yeah, I didn't like the 102-yard kickoff return. The special teams didn't look too good um, today. But uh, and then um, you had two teams on Flemings, uh, offensive uh, linemen. And, uh, you know, this. It looked a little rusty off the Bible, like the, like the Eagles and Redskins did, but the defense looked real strong to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, they, they they were their own worst enemy at certain points in this game. Uh, you know, Cam Fleming gets called for a holding call on that little bootleg pass that would have sealed the game on the pass play to Wayne Gallman. Carl, um, you know, you had the penalty on Darnay Holmes. I think the reason why they called the penalty on Holmes was because he hit him with the body. Yeah, he was in position. The hand fighting was, you know, they didn't have an issue with that. But then when he was trying to get around, he contacted him with the body, and that's what they saw as an infraction. Yeah, I mean, a lot of coaching points here to bring up, to, to go back to your point of they didn't look that sharp uh, coming off the bye as a team. But, uh, you know, they're able to find a way to get their first ever win in Cincinnati and pick up their third in a row and their fourth of the season, take it, and you move on. Obviously, Daniel Jones with this hamstring injury is going to be a factor because I don't think Colt McCoy instills a lot of confidence. Well, no, he doesn't. Um, I, I think he's capable. Obviously, you see a difference in the level, the skill level of quarterbacking. Um, but, again, you know, teams deal with injuries all the time. And the one thing that we do know about this coaching staff, they'll put together a game plan that will give them a chance to win a football game. So uh, they'll take what they have and they'll make the best of it. Lance, we sent it back to you. Sounds good. Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by the New York Lottery is the Giants Daily Call-In Show on Giants.com every weekday from 12 to 1, all part of the Giants Podcast Network, presented by Investors Bank. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. So the Giants hold off the Bengals 1917 to improve to 4-7. and seven. We'll step aside a little bit later on. We'll hear from head coach Joe Judge, get his thoughts on his team's latest victory. We'll get in some more of your phone calls at 877-337-6666. As well as looking ahead to the Giants' next game against the Seattle Seahawks a week from today. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you as the Giants beat the Bengals 19-17. to This was a game in which the Giants' defense held the Cincinnati Bengals to just under 200 total yards of offense as they were pretty much dominant from start to finish, and it was a matter of a special teams play, really the big spark plug for Cincinnati early in this game to tie the game at 7. Other than that, the defense was able to be extremely opportunistic with three takeaways, and now, guys, the Giants are plus 2 in turnover differential, which compared to the rest of the division is night and day, considering the Cowboys, Washington, and Philadelphia all struggling in that department, and this was a team that was in the negative after that 0-5 start, and now... 
They had back-to-back games where they protected the football, and then today they win the turnover battle plus two. Yeah, I mean, they did a really good job as far as that's concerned, Lance. Uh, you know, uh, protecting the football, the only turnover in the game for the Giants was the uh, Evan Ingram play. Um, you know, Daniel Jones protected the ball well. And, and Carl, uh, you know, Nico Lalos with an interception. Logan Ryan causing a fumble. Uh, Jabal Sheard causes a fumble. Uh, you know, these are things that uh, this team has to do because – you know, overall, they're not maybe as talented as a lot of the other teams in the NFL, but they got to be opportunistic and create opportunities. Give themselves short fields when you're starting quarterbacks out. Sure, and that's that's what you have to do even when you're a good team, Bob. That is the mark of a good team when you can start to create opportunities for one side of the football that may be struggling. So uh, protecting the football on offense and creating takeaways by your defense, it's a it's a winning formula. Yeah, so the Giants uh, improved to four and seven, and uh, you know they win the turnover battle, and you know again uh, they add a couple more, so they're at plus two. And Cincinnati, uh, they are struggling in that area; they are minus six, and that's why they have the record that they have. Lance, one hundred percent turnover differential and record goes hand in hand. They are absolutely synonymous with one another. Let's head back to the lines at 877-337-6666. And we check in with Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome aboard. What do you got for us? Hi, Bob. Call Lance. All right. Curious call by Joe Judge. Five minutes, 20 seconds left in the game. Giants are up 19-10. Third and two. Colt McCoy can't hit a five-yard pass out. And he lets him throw. Galmore... Uh, uh, Galman and Morris are running the ball great. They got him 140 yards on the ground. Okay, okay. All right. Listen, uh, listen. Uh, hold on, hold on one second. I see what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying, and Carl and I talked about it during the break. But do you do you remember the play? Yeah, he threw the ball 25 yards downfield. Yeah, but my point is, did you see what happened before the play? No. M- McCoy was audibleizing at the line, checking out the protection. I guarantee you they had two plays in there, and they left it to his discretion as far as if you got to look or you see something. I'm not trusting that guy throwing the ball. Well, that's that's another story. Because one first down and you win the game. Here's the thing also. Here's the thing also. There was a reason why he checked to that, because they may have had the box completely loaded and he wanted to get the one-on-one coverage. It was similar to what they did with Evan Ingram on his first big uh, 53-yarder. Boxes loaded, they found the one-on-one coverage, and they hit it. So, okay. you now, know, when I- you no, – no, listen, though. You cannot be afraid to to take these types of plays because that's playing to lose. Like oh, you, you, I would have went for it on fourth down. I would have run in Gilmore twice or Morris in there and gone for it. Okay, now you guys are saying that special teams are there. Don't forget your field goal kicker. That guy is money in the bank. So that guy kept us in the game and probably won the game for us. Okay, so I'll, I'll change my grade from F to D. Okay, yeah. now the defense was not perfect. When the Giants punted on that series, they got the ball, the Bengals on the 14th, and they went 86 yards pretty easily and pretty quickly. That's when your defense has to come down and put their foot on their throats. They did not do that. Giants do not get big stops a lot of the times. That was bad. Okay. <laughs> There's no disagreeing with you on that. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the defense we're, okay, we're okay there. We agree with you there. Okay. 
fellas. Hey, Carl, by the way, this season is going to be like your rookie year, 84. You remember that 84 team? You guys were 9-5. You lost your last two games of the year. And then on the last Sunday, you had to have both Dallas and St. Louis both lose. And they both lost. And you guys made the playoffs. You guys beat the Rams that Sunday, uh, the following Saturday. You stayed out in Fresno, I remember. And the, you didn't come back east. And then you played the uh, 49ers. Uh, uh, 49ers the following week out yep. in San This is going to be a magical season like the 84 season, your rookie year, Carl. Well, we'll see. I uh, hope so. They, they just got to keep playing hard, you know, and cleaning up their stuff. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, a 54-yard field goal attempt by the Panthers goes wide left. Vikings keep their playoff hopes alive. They're going to win the game 28-27 against Carolina. Uh, Lance, you got any more for us? Well, we're going to step aside, Bob, and then we will come back and certainly field some more reaction as the Giants beat the Bengals 19-17. to It has been a day of 50-yard field goals because Nick Folk hit a game-winning field goal for the New England Patriots against the Arizona Cardinals. So kickers doing a lot of the heavy lifting, including Graham Gano, who we alluded to earlier, coming through with those four field goals. We'll step aside once again. Giants win by two in Cincinnati. Their first ever win against the Bengals on the road. We'll be back right after this. You- Allen back to throw. He's going to get sacked. The ball is loose and recovered by the Giants at the 38-yard line. Jabal Sheard got the sack and Leonard Williams covered it up. That is the play of the game brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants. One of three takeaways for the Giants in their 1917 victory over the Bengals. And that was a huge play. Why? Because on the previous special teams return, Alex Erickson for the Bengals had a 29-yard return to take it to the Cincinnati 40. And that meant that the Bengals needed about 20 yards for potentially a game-winning field goal. Instead, on the very first possession, Brandon Allen is sacked, and you just heard the rest as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you as the Giants now have made it three straight wins in a row. They sit at 4-7, and seven, tied with Washington atop the NFC East standings. Of course, we still have to wait and see what happens with the Eagles and the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. A reminder, for more game analysis, check out Giants Rewind each week for a breakdown of the X's and O's with analysis from one of our Giants legends, all part of the Giants Podcast Network presented by Investors Bank, available on your favorite podcast platforms, Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. That is the telephone number. Let's check in with Richard in L.A. Richard, what do you got for us? Hey, Carl, are you there? Oh, we're here. Yeah, we're all here. Carl, this is – do you remember me, Doug? We met in Arizona, and I told you your friend in L.A. put me on the phone with you, and I told you in 07 we were going to go to the Super Bowl. You remember my name in Arizona. Remember? Yep. Dude, this is a good year, actually. If we can eliminate mistakes, I attribute our wins, really, in the last four games, and I've been watching since the worst year, 112 and 1, 500 points in 66. These are some of the best four games, minus today, I have ever seen the Giants play. And I attribute it to Garrett, because McAdoo didn't have good plays, even Coughlin his last two years. And remember that year that I talked to you, we had horrible play calling. The play calling has been disgusting for 10 years. You eliminate all those mistakes, and we can just beat just about any, any team, except maybe extremely good teams like Pittsburgh. I'd like to know what your take is. Well, I mean, if you take the, your latter point and look at it, they had an opportunity to, pe- to beat Pittsburgh. They've always – the one thing I do like, and I've said it from, from day one, 
this coaching staff will give this team a plan to win a football game. And you can see in every game but one, they had opportunities to win the football game. Execution is what prevented that. And then this year, uh, I mean, this, this stretch, it's been more about the execution because the effort has always been there. I think their mental toughness in terms of not getting down with all the losses tells you a lot about their belief in their coaching, in their coaching staff, because whatever the message that Joe Judge is sending to this team during some tough times, they get things turned around and they don't give up on themselves. It's important to know, guys, this was actually the first win for the Giants outside of the NFC East. Remember, it was something we talked about a lot on the pregame show that they were 3-2 and two in the division, but they had to get over this hurdle. And, you know, Carl, it goes back to the things that you alluded to earlier. When you're going up against a backup quarterback, when you're going up against a team that you know is in all likelihood going to struggle offensively, the last thing you can afford to do is give them gifts. And yes, special teams handed over some field position, but the offense, for the most part, protected the ball, and that enabled them to close out this game. Whereas in previous games earlier this season, we saw the gifts, and then all of a sudden, that's how you let a team like Nick Mullins and the San Francisco 49ers really capitalize because of the inability to protect the football. Well, yeah, but you know they tried. Don't don't. Leonard Williams tried to give him something. They just gave it back. They returned it to Cinder because, you know, he's the one who got them in position to score with that you know that extra fifteen yards. So, uh, he there were a few gifts that were attempted. They just didn't know how to receive them, and then. Uh, the Giants were able to close it out on defense, though, to their credit. Yeah, and, and not turning the ball over, Lance. In fact, the, you know, the Giants' one turnover was, as I've talked about, was the Ingram fumble at the Bengals' 15-yard line. But the Giants didn't give Brandon Allen, you know, a short field to, you know, start a drive at the Giant 23 or something like that and and, and put them already in a, in a stress-free position of where you're giving them points. So that was a good thing today. So the Giants hold off the Bengals 19-17. to They now sit at 4-7. and We will step aside. When we come back, we hope to be hearing from the head coach, Joe Judge, get his perspective on the Giants' third straightery as they move forward into the final five games of the season. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Did Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Jabril Peppers, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Giants top the Bengals in Cincinnati 19-17, to their third straight victory. They are now 4-7, and and five games remaining on the schedule, one against the division to finish off with the Dallas Cowboys. But before they get to that Cowboys game, Bob, up next, a Seattle Seahawks team. And this time, you don't get a backup quarterback. You get an MVP candidate in Russell Wilson, a team that also is expected to get their starting running back Chris Carson back on Monday night. And a defense that certainly showed some improvement in their last game against Arizona. So this is going to be a much more difficult challenge than what they faced here today against Cincinnati. Yeah, there's no question. You're going on the road. Obviously, uh, you know you're playing the Bengal. You're playing the Seahawks in Seattle without the crowd, which is a huge difference. Look, uh, this coaching staff, I think, has proven Lance that they're not intimidated by who they're playing. They're not scared to try to come up with a plan that they feel is best to give them a victory. Um, you know, Carl and I were talking about it during the break. We don't know the severity of Daniel Jones' injury, but the wise move would be 
no matter how he feels this week, you let you let McCoy start next week and you take your chances with that uh, and you roll from there. But, uh, look, they won't back down, and, and maybe they can get a kick return for a touchdown or a punt return sure. or a block punt or force a turnover or whatever. Keep them in the football game. Uh, that's the one thing about this coaching staff that is very likable, Carl, is the fact that uh, – they adapt to who they're playing and try to figure out a way to beat them. They're yep. not married to a said system. Right, and it, it's it, they're not the, the fan think. They are not the sky is falling, oh, we don't have this, how are we going to survive? They just look at what they got and they develop a plan. All right, gentlemen, we will speak to you next week as the Giants travel to the West Coast to face the Seahawks. A pleasure as always. Meadow, always a pleasure. Lance Meadow. Thank you so much. You guys take it easy. They were just referencing the special teams play, and the Giants gave up a 103-yard kickoff return to Brandon Wilson right after they had scored on the opening possession. It was actually the first kickoff return that the Giants allowed for a touchdown since week three of 2015 when Washington's Rashad Ross returned one for 101 yards. So the Giants special teams overall has been a solid point and a solid facet for this franchise over the last few years. Unfortunately, some issues today, but the defense was able to get the job done. We have plenty more to cover, but... Joe Judge is addressing the media, and the coach's press conference is brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. Visit MBUSA.com. Let's listen in to head coach Joe Judge. Uh, I'm proud of the way we did some things. Obviously, there's things we got to look at the tape and clean up. We have to have a good week of preparation this week going to our next opponent. But, you know, for right now, you know, we kind of keep focus on how we played with correct going forward, you know, what the health of our team is once that declares, and uh, what we do for the next opponent. Um, that being said, I'll open up to any uh, questions you guys may have. Dan Duggan, The Athletic. Hey, Joe, uh, what can you tell us about Daniel's status right now? You know, I don't really know much. Uh, obviously, I talked to him on the sideline in terms of how he was. Uh, it was at a point that he couldn't continue in the game, which takes an awful lot. Daniel's a really tough dude. Um, so we'll kind of take a look and see what it is. Um, I don't have much more information, which you guys probably got from the TV at this point right now. He's got to see the uh, doctors and kind of get looked at with some MRIs and different things like that, which is standard procedure. We kind of MRI everything around here. And so when he tried to go back in, was that his call? Or how, you know, how did he get cleared to go in and then obviously he couldn't finish? Well, he was cleared by the trainers to go out there and try it. It was his call to go out there and, and give, it, you know, give it a few plays. And then obviously when he, when he came back out, it was just because he couldn't operate the position at that point in the game. Thanks, Joe. Mark Schwartz, New York Post. Hey, Joe. Hey, um, can you talk about obviously Colt McCoy is not taking any snaps this year. Uh, you know, did some good things, obviously. You guys seem to be conservative with him. At one point, he ran out of bounds, which I'm sure you aren't happy with. But just overall, um, how do you think the veteran handled it? It was a tough situation, obviously. But he came in and managed the game well. They made some big-time throws in some tough situations. You know, ran the ball tough. You know, we'll talk about the situation, the four-minute, you know, strategy going, you know, as we talk with the team. But, look, we talk about Colt not having a lot of snaps. I'm going to be honest with you. We benefit a lot defensively from having Colt run the offense against us on a weekly basis. I think he benefits from seeing a lot of competition in practice. Look, no one gives our defense bigger headaches than Colt. And the final, you know, period of Friday of him going through the red area is always as tough as it gets because he's out there to win. He's out there to compete. But, you know, he does a lot of things. He's a veteran, so he's got a lot of experience to draw on. But at the same time, you know, he keeps himself as prepared as can be. He's mentally always into it. Physically, he's ready. Thought he got in the game today, and he helped us win. Thank you. Zach Rosenblatt, Hey, Hey, Joe, I know you like to watch the film before you comment on, like, specific plays, but um... – I'm just curious, like, what you made of the special teams uh, today. I know you guys gave up that 
that kick return touchdown. And I'm sure you weren't happy about that. And there's a few other uh, errors, but I'm just curious like how you felt about that, that side yeah. of the ball. As a performance. Yeah, obviously it wasn't good enough today. We're not going to be able to compete for these next five weeks uh, if we don't raise our level of play. And, you know, look, we've played well to a degree for the, you know, for the entirety of the season. We've had a lot of progress made in that phase, but it doesn't matter what happened before any specific game, just what you do in that game execution wise. So, We've got to play better. We've got to coach better. We've got to do a better job all around in that phase of the game. That has to be a strength for us. Um, we've got to make sure we get back to work this week and improve. Thanks. I'm Rob Newsday. Joe, do you think the fact that Daniel was on the sideline walking around, he had his helmet on, you, you guys never really ruled him out of the game? Is, I mean, are those reasons for optimism that he might be able to play next week? Yeah, I would say I'm optimistic at this point right now. Now, I don't want to go ahead and say yay yeah, or nay because I don't have the medical information yet, Tom. So, Again, once he talks to the doctors, we get the information. You know, I'm sure he's going to try everything he can. Um, but I am optimistic just knowing, you know, what he's played through before and, you know, how he's handled different things. But, again, i got to be fair to the player. I have to see. I don't know how he feels physically. Um, I don't know what the severity of the injury is. So I've got to make sure I have that information. And, you know, obviously the medical team, we don't ever want to put any player on the field if they can't properly defend themselves or compete and execute the way we need to. And then uh, just real quick on, on Nico, a guy you, guy you elevated and uh, came up with a big play. Yeah, you know what? He's definitely been a guy from the beginning since we first got him. Uh, he's just showed constant improvement every day. We talk to our guys all the time. It doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. These guys taking a lot of reps from the practice squad at different spots. Uh, he's worked hard on the special teams and made some improvements there. So, you know, we talked this week about, you know, who we like in certain roles, and his name came up. And, and obviously he was a guy that the coaches felt confident in, and we put him up for the game. He was able to go in there, compete for us, and make some plays. So, to be honest with you, we're not surprised he was around the ball. We see that every day in practice. So, you know, practice execution becomes game reality. So, showed up for us today. Thank you. Joe, you guys are doing a lot of things around here that haven't been done since 2016. You know, three straight wins, uh, a share of first place in the division. What does that tell you about the progress you're making as a program? Yeah, I don't think you can compare this year period to any other year. Every team's unique. Every situation is independent of another one. However, I'm proud of the way our players are working. I'm proud of the improvement they've made. I'm proud of how they come to work every day with a mindset of improving and going forward. Um, we don't make it easy on them. That's by design. But I like the way they respond to our coaching. I like the way they respond to adverse situations within games. I've actually showed up today in several, you know, situations. They respond in the right way, and we get the results we needed. So, like, I love this group of guys. They're a lot of fun to coach. They come to work every day. They're tough physically and mentally. Uh, they're very resilient. And, uh, you know, they've got the right mindset, which is just come to work every day, do your job, and improve on the other basis. You say anything to the guys about – the, the fact that, you know, at least as of now, your your team is at the top of the standings. I mean, does that, no, does that matter? I have not. No, I mean, we got to get ready for, you know, we've got five more games on the schedule. We've got to go ahead and play. Um, again, our division, everyone's really on kind of equal ground. So all it's going to matter is what we do in the next game. And we got to keep our focus short-sighted right now to what we have to do on Monday and Tuesday to get ready for Wednesday. And then the progress we make Wednesday, Thursday, Friday before we get on the plane to go out west. Thanks. Ableton, the record. Hey, Joe, I know you – you know, you'll dig into the film and look at the coverage breakdowns or what have you on special teams. But on that punt return, uh, it looked like he was one away from going and Cam Brown uh, made the tackle. I'm sure you saw that play. I'm just curious what you saw from your vantage point. Yeah, I mean, obviously Cam made a game-saving tackle right there. And look, Erickson's one of the best returners in the league. He's been that way for a long time. You take him. You put the kick returner out there as well. And I'm just telling you right now, like, these guys are elite players. And, you know, I said early in the week, uh, you know, Darren Simmons, one of the best coaches in the National Football League, he does a phenomenal job of having his guys 
prepared. We knew they were going to have some tricks up their sleeve today. They went out there, they made some plays, they executed. We have to do a better job on our part of executing. Coverage has to be a strength for us as a team. Uh, I like the way Cam's played. He plays with a high motor. He's been able to make plays for us, you know, early in the season. He's improved down the stretch. He's starting to contribute a lot on defense as well. Um, you know, obviously we've got to continue working on, you know, the coverage phase and keep improving. That's something we've got to make sure that we account for. We'll take two more. Uh, Ryan Dunleavy, Jordan Ryan, Ryan Dunleavy, New York Post. Joe, I'm curious how you thought the offensive line played in the first game since the coaching change. It seemed like you guys were able to run the ball when you wanted, when they knew you were going to run it, but also a lot of untimely penalties, specifically on Fleming. Yeah, we don't want any penalties anytime. So, again, I've got to look at the tape and kind of get down to, you know, play and play out how everyone played independently as a unit. Uh, but I'm proud of the way those guys work. Again, they're a tough group. You know, it all starts up front for us, offensive line and defensive line. And we knew that today for us to have success, we're going to have to be able to run the ball, get the ball downhill, to physically move it, and to keep time of possession on our side. And we're able to do that, really. It starts up front with the offensive line. I thought they did a nice job today. Jordan Rana, ESPN. Hey, Joe, real quick, uh, do you have a, anything on Darius Slade? It seemed like he was banged up there. Maybe he wasn't in a lot in the second half. You know, I got to see if he comes out of the game with any, you know, bumps and bruises, you know, on top of what, you know, he kind of played through today. Um, obviously, within a game, guys get nicked up, banged up. But I don't think anything right there was purely by design to keep him out. You know, throughout the game, he had some bumps and bruises. that way to get him in and out of the play, just kind of roll our receivers as a whole. We took five today. We knew all five were going to play along with the tight ends and all the offensive linemen. So. And how much did your offense change uh, when you had to switch quarterbacks? You know, for the most part, not much. I think a lot of it was more situationally in the game of how we wanted to go ahead and just control the ball and move it in the second half, Jordan. I think a lot of it was more just based on the clock and the score as opposed to who was in there. I mean, you know, I'm on a headset. Jason's calling the same types of plays. Um, you know, we talked down the stretch of things that could come up situationally. And, uh, you know, we really just stayed within our offense. And what do you think? I mean, I know Pat mentioned it before, but when someone says to you, hey, you guys are in first place right now. Again, we got to be short-sighted and just kind of focus for, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And look, I know that sounds like pure coach speak. I completely understand you guys kind of look at me like, okay, Joe, but listen, we start looking past what we have to do to get ready. Like this conversation is going to be something of the past, if you know what I'm saying. So we got to make sure we take care of what we have to take care of. All right. And just put one day on top of the other to have a chance next Sunday, which is going to be a very you know great challenge for us you know, to even be in the conversation of what you guys are trying to talk about. Thanks, Coach. You're all set. All right, so that was head coach Joe Judge speaking with the media following the Giants' 1917 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. He said that he had no update at this point on Daniel Jones. They are going to have further tests once they return to the facility, and then they will determine whether or not he'll be able to practice or perhaps play next Sunday against the Seahawks. At this point, way too early to tell. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll get you caught up with everything else happening around the NFL here in Week 12 as the Giants make it three wins in a row, now sitting at 4-7 and seven. overall. We'll be back right after this. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegel's with you as we are recapping the Giants' 1917 victory over the Bengals in Cincinnati, their third straight win, now 4-7 and seven overall. And Jeff, nothing has come relatively easy for the Giants this season, as we've discussed time and time again. But this was a game where, okay, the offense wasn't necessarily putting on an offensive clinic against a defense that had struggled, but the defense helped balance it out and also Graham Gano coming through with four field goals. And sometimes you have to find ways to claw it out and get a victory regardless of who you're going up against. And this is pretty much how this game played out. 
Yeah, well, you know, earlier in the season with the Giants team, we were talking about they have to find ways to win football games, and they just couldn't do it. Um, they were in a lot of them, if you remember. But this team somehow finds a way, and we talk about those three phases of each game, offense, defense, special teams. You win two of them. you got a good chance to win the game. Well, the, listen, the Giants special teams have been in a lot of these games every week. Well, today they picked the day that they, they didn't want to participate, and they gave up a lot of big plays, which kept a team like the Cincinnati Bengals in the game. Um, bottom line. But what did the defense do? Well, they went and got some takeaways, three of them, um, and were able to do some good things on the field to keep this Giants team in the game to win. And, of course, you know, you talk about special teams, I'm talking about the coverage teams, not talking about Graham Gano, because without Graham Gano, the Giants don't win this game today. 100%. He came through with four field goals, hit a few long field goals. He has been absolutely consistent. 24 consecutive made field goals. He has been extremely reliable. The lone miss was in the game against Chicago. Outside of that, he has mm-hmm. been perfect on the season. And Plus, I mean, he come, he was out of practice all week. So, yeah. I mean, he's a veteran. He's a guy that can kick field goals in his hotel room or at his house, whatever he was doing. <laughs> he had that kicking <laughs> net there. Um, I mean, it's just a matter of having confidence that the snapper and the holder, the guy, you know, he's been working with them all season so you know you have that type of confidence when you come into the game and of course he has a lot of confidence that he can make <clears throat> excuse me any kick and that's good for the Giants so he's he's a, a valuable asset for this team and you know the Giants came into today off of a bye the first time for Joe Judge and we don't didn't know really how this team was going to react to it and um, they were a little bit stale um, offensively and but this defense came out and they had a lot of a lot of fire and a lot of energy, and I think that they went out there and really willed their way to a victory today against a team that's not very good when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals. And when you hold a team to uh, 66 yards in the first half offensively, um, you're doing some good things. Yeah, and just 155 total overall in the game. But you know, as you alluded to, if you're the Bengals coming into this game, knowing that Joe Burrow's out for the season, you're mm-hmm. going to a guy that's on the practice squad in Brandon Allen – you want to find ways to manufacture field position, Jeff, through other facets, whether it be your defense trying sure. to get a takeaway or what came to fruition in this game, yeah. which was the Bengals special teams. The touchdown off the kickoff by Brandon Wilson from 103 yards out and then Alex Erickson, the 29-yard return that put them at the 40. So that's why it was so critical for the Giants' defense to come through, and you can argue, Jeff, just about everybody put their stamp on this game. Logan Ryan made plays. Jabril mm-hmm. Peppers made plays. Well, you know, I mean, you had some new names making plays out there. Absolutely. You know? Nico Lalos, who was just Sheard. called up. Jabal Sheard's another one. I mean, yeah. so, you know, yeah. You, you and, and by the way, you talk about the defense stepping up. Remember what you, what you had just said, the Cincinnati Bengals were going to have to try to manufacture some field position. Well, they did it on a fake punt, which was, up, which was a great play. They converted a first down. Uh, the defense came in and got an interception right after that. So you know that's stepping up, and that's 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 how you that's how you come back and you make some plays to, to take away um, the momentum of the football game. And they did it with that interception, which is really good. And that brings us to the player of the game, brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825, building our future. And we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. How about Logan Ryan, who had a team-high six tackles that tied Jabril Peppers, two solo, also had a pass defense. He had a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, doing a little bit of everything. You could have argued he may have even had an extra takeaway if it wasn't for Peppers knocking the football out of his hands. He was upset about that, too, he was. he was absolutely. <laughs> upset yeah, he was about like, that. Jabril, what are you doing, man? You're taking away that, that interception from me. But 
you know, you, if you listen to Logan Ryan all week, the way he does his interviews and the way he talks to the media, um, this is a gentleman that is a player that's very well prepared, understands where you've got to be in the game. Um, and, you know, a lot of times some of these players may not be the best athletes. This is not the case. I mean, he's a really good athlete, a very good player, but such good smarts. And he's around the football. He understands where he needs to be. He studies his opponent. Um, and that rubs off to the other players. I see a lot of these younger guys not making a lot of mental mistakes that they have at the earlier in the season. And remember, Logan Ryan just joined this team beginning of the season. He was not with them through the whole training camp or whatever offseason there was. So he brings a lot of leadership to that back seven and really does a nice job for them. And he sees the game through a variety of lenses because he not only played safety this season, he's previously a corner. He made the transition, so that's more of a reason why you can move him around and so forth. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification right here on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. The Knicks officially announced the signings of guard Elford Payton and Seton Hall product Miles Powell. Listen to Boomer and Geo tomorrow morning, 6 to 10, WFAN, WFAN FM, New York. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll hear from Daniel Jones as he was forced to leave this game due to a hamstring injury. We'll also get to your phone calls at 877-337-6666 and look ahead to the matchup against the Seahawks. All that and more coming up right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. It's time to hear from the starting quarterback of the New York Giants who was injured in this contest due to a hamstring injury. And Daniel Jones meeting with the media brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the Giants. Let's listen in to what Jones had to say. Hey, Daniel. Um, Just wanted to check in, see how you're feeling after the hamstring injury and um, where you think you go from here. Uh, Yeah, just, uh, you know, felt it, uh, you know, felt it on that play and, didn't feel like I could, uh, you know, run on it really, or, or uh, you know, do what I needed to do to, um, you know, be effective and, and uh, you know, move the ball and, and, and throw it accurately. So, uh, just look to rehab it to, to uh, do whatever I can to, to heal it up as fast as I can. Have they given you any indication about next week? Uh, no, you know, just take it uh, day by day, and, and you know, get back and uh, look at it, examine it, and, and like I said to improve it every day. Thanks. Hey, Daniel. Um, you said you felt it. Was that on the run, the seven-yard run? Uh, you looked like you grabbed your you know, back in the right leg, and you went out, and you were able to come back. What were you trying to find out there when you came back in the game for that one play? Uh, just, you know, how, how I was throwing the ball and, and planting and uh, pushing off of it and, and, you know, trying to see what I could, what I could do and, and, you know, how well I can move. And, um, you know, so that was what I was looking for and, and, uh, you know, didn't think I was, uh, you know, in great shape to do that at that point. So, um, you know, like I said, look to, to recover as quickly as I can and, and, uh, you know, heal it up. Did you feel a grab or a pop or, or, a, you know, a pull or something? And have you ever had anything like this before? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I did feel it and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see exactly what it is. Tough to tell, but, you know, I did, I did feel it there on that, on that run and, um, you know, probably, probably never had anything exactly like this, uh, you know, so just uh, listen to the trainers, listen to the doctors and uh, do what I can to it up. Hey, hey Daniel, just uh, 
your thoughts on the job that Colt did today and on on watching this team in the fourth quarter, you know, win a game down the stretch without you there? Yeah, I thought I did a did a great job coming in and, and um, you know, executing and, and moving the ball down the field and, and uh, you know, scoring some points there. So that, that was uh, big time. And, and obviously, you know, I've learned a ton from, from Colt. You know, he's played a lot of football, been, been in this league for a long time. And I think you're able to see that when, when he gets out on the field and, and executes and, um, you know, how, how, uh, how well he did it. So, um, you know, good to see. Good to see the team uh, get a win down the stretch, and I thought you know Cole played really well. We'll take three more: Pat Leonard, Jordan Dunleavy, Pat Leonard. Hey Daniel, you you seem pretty down right now. I mean, it sounds like you're not exactly sure what it is, but did you get discouraging news about this, or is this just simply the normal feelings of someone who wants to be on the field and can't be? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not discouraged. You know, I think. Um, you know, it's tough to tell exactly what it is uh, right now. So, you know, get back and, and examine it. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, excited, you know, to, to win and, and get the win and, and, you know, be a part of that. So certainly not, not discouraged at all. And, and you know, understand, you know, I, I've got to do, do what I can to get healthy and, and uh, recover it and, you know, recover uh, from it and, and get back on the field. But, but yeah, certainly want to, want to be out there and, and uh, you know, it's tough, tough not being out there, but, um, you know, it feels great to get a win. Hey, Daniel, I assume you say test, more tests that you have an MRI scheduled tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll image it. And uh, based on how you feel now, how confident are you that this isn't going to be something long-term? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's tough to say, I think. Um, like I said, we'll go back and, and uh, look at it, examine it, and, and uh, you know, go on from there. So uh, that's my focus now, and, and uh, you know, I'll certainly look to do that uh, as soon as we get back. Last question here, Dunley. Daniel, obviously it was a crazy two weeks for your offensive line. How did you feel like they performed in the first game with their new coach and the way you guys were able to run the ball? Yeah, I thought they played. They played great today, and and um, you know we were able to run the ball effectively, and and they opened, did a good job opening up some holes for uh, for the backs, and and uh, you know thought they protected well all day too. So um, you know certainly uh, you know good good to see that, and and you know it's consistent with how they've been playing, um, you know how they how they've been playing. So uh, I thought they played well. So that was Daniel Jones with reporters following the Giants' 1917 victory. And Jeff, piggybacking off of his last point, you look at the final box score, not one sack that the Bengals recorded. Now, granted, they only had 13 coming in, so this mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily an intimidating pass rush. But once again, another step in the right direction in terms of this offensive line, which has slowly made improvement going back to the start of the season. Yeah, it definitely has. I mean, you saw Shane Lemieux start the game today, so Hernandez was out of the lineup, but he did insert in there uh, for, uh, I don't know how many series it was, but I did see him back in the game. So um, they continue to do that rotation. Of course, Matt Pert was on the COVID list, so he was not available for the game to to try to go back and forth with uh, Fleming on the right tackle spot. But, you know, those guys are getting better. And I tell you what, um, you know, 
I just want everybody to understand that just because one coach is gone and a new one comes in that, you know, you're not going to see all of a sudden this unbelievable change in the offensive line. They had been building up to this. And I think that they, their consistency over the last month of the football season has helped this Giants team be able to win football games. And, you know, Daniel Jones goes out, he gets hurt today. But the bottom line is that when you have a running game and a formidable offensive line that can move the pile and move the sticks like they do, it takes a lot of pressure off of your quarterback. So going into this Seattle game, I think that you have to, to be aware that, you know, you do have a good offensive line. You got a, you're going up against a Seattle team that their defense is not that good. You can put up some points. You can move the football, even if it is Colt McCoy. So, you know, going into the Seattle game, you got to be a little bit confident that your offensive line is playing well and they are protecting the passer. Well, there's no doubt about that no matter who the quarterback is. To your point, whether it's Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones, you need to have some semblance of a rushing attack. There's no question, and I think you you are getting that with with especially Wayne Gallman. I tell you, he's such a pleasure to watch because they, you know the last thing he wants to do is get a negative yard. You find him going north and south. We talked a little bit about that today in the pregame, and he goes up and down the field. Just it's just a great thing to watch. And if you're an offensive lineman and you see the effort out of him, you like to come in and push that pile and get him those extra three or four yards and. Collectively, over the, over the game, those three or four yards can, can get you some first downs. Well, because you like to see that your hard work in the trenches is actually leading to results, which it certainly yeah. did on the opening drive, and that is our scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details. They went nine plays, 76 yards to open up the game, took 459 off the clock, and punctuated it with a Wayne Goleman one-yard rushing touchdown to take an early 7-0 lead. Well, stick with us if you are listening to us on The Fan in New York. We will be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score once again, Giants 19, Bengals 17, as the Giants now have won three in a row, and they are at 4-7 and seven overall. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.